Welcome to the Impact Church Aurora podcast. We pray that this week's message encourages you, engages you, and equips you to make an impact in the world around you. Now, get ready to receive the Word of God. Hallelujah. Let's get to the Word. Let's get to the Word. You guys, I'm telling you, it's going to be a powerful Word in season for you guys. Um, and God is going to speak. I mean, He's been speaking. I, I, I don't think otherwise. Amen. Let me lower this a little bit more. Oh, I'm so grateful. Thank you all for coming out today. Give yourselves a round of applause for being in the house of God today. I want to talk to you guys about the one in the cloud. The one in the cloud. A couple weeks ago, my father talked about the power of prayer. And we prayed for one another. Pastor Jamin spoke prolifically about Yom Kippur. And the Jewish celebration uh, or the Day of Atonement at one minute when the high priest would go in to the Holy of Holies where God said he was and he was and would make an atonement and take the blood of a bull or a goat to cover the sins, to cover, that is important, to cover the sins of the people and the high priest himself once a year. All right. So Yom Kippur, if you hear me say that, is that day of atonement where the high priest would go in and bring that reconciliation back in some way because of the sins of the people. Right. And so I want to talk about the one in the cloud because all of this goes together. Prayer, the day of atonement. Hallelujah. It all goes together. And I believe you'll be blessed today for this word. I want to talk about, like I said, the one in the cloud. Psalm 97 and 2, if we can go to that. It says, the Lord reigns. Somebody say, the Lord reigns. All is well. Let the earth rejoice. Let the many coastlands be glad. Clouds and thick darkness are all around him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. 1 Kings 8.12 says, Then spake Solomon, the Lord said, somebody say, the Lord said, that he would dwell in thick darkness. Let's go to the next slide, please. We're talking about the one in the cloud. Exodus 24 and 15 says, Then Moses went up on the mountain, and the cloud covered the mountain. (laughs) The glory of the Lord dwelt on Mount Sinai. Hallelujah. And the cloud covered it six days. And on the seventh day, he called Moses out of the midst of the cloud. Now the appearance of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on the top of the mountain in the sight of all the people of Israel. Get this picture in your mind. This fire, this cloud on the top of a high mountain. See it in your spirit. Then Moses entered into that cloud. Imagine that. And went up on the mountain. And Moses was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. One more Old Testament reference to this. Exodus 20 and 21. And the people stood afar off. And Moses drew near unto the thick darkness where God was. I want to talk to you today about the one in the cloud. Let's see a New Testament reference. Next slide, please. Luke 9 and 28 talking about the Mount of Transfiguration. Now, about eight days after these sayings, he took him, Peter, and John, and James, and went up on the mountain to pray. Somebody say to pray. Like I said, we're talking about the Day of Atonement, 
where the, the sins were covered by the blood of the bull and goat and also prayer. We're mixing the two today. He went on to the mountain to pray and as he was praying, as he was praying, that's very important. Remember that. The appearance of his face was altered and his clothing became dazzling white. And as he was saying these things, a cloud came and overshadowed them and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. Somebody say, entered the cloud. This is New Testament. Hallelujah. And a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. God speaking, the Father, Yahweh, Jehovah. This is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. And when the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. And they kept silent and told no one in those days anything of what they had seen. So we're talking about the one in the cloud, prayer, Yom Kippur, this day where the sins would be covered by the blood of the bull and goat. And I'm going to understand why that was important. Now we're going to go into Yom Kippur. We talked about the cloud. Now let's talk about this day of atonement. Leviticus 16 and 2 says, And the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron your brother not to come at any time into the holy place inside the veil. So the Josh version you could say is, don't just be coming up in here, right? <laughs> he says, before the mercy seat, which is on the ark, he said, don't just come before the mercy seat that is on the ark so that he may not die. So don't just roll up in there at any time, okay? There was a specific time that God ordained that the high priest would go in to the holy of holies. Then he said, for I will appear in the cloud, there it is again, over the mercy seat. Let's see that picture, please. I like to get this visual. If you can see this, this is the instrument that was in within the Holy of Holies. This is called the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark of Testimony. Uh, and the mercy seat is the lid. Okay? And, and, and that's what he said. Don't just come up in here because you see that light right there. It's symbolic in this picture, at least, of the one in the cloud. He said, I will appear in the cloud. It's very important. Hallelujah. So I want to highlight two steps of this Yom Kippur and what the high priest was told to do by God. Okay. Step one. Somebody say step one. The cloud. Leviticus 16, 12 and 13. This is great. And he shall take a censer full of coals of fire from the altar before the Lord and two handfuls of sweet incense beaten small and he shall bring it inside the veil. Okay, and put the incense on the fire before the Lord that the cloud of the incense may cover the mercy seat that is over the testimony so that he does not die. Now let's go to that picture. This is that golden censer, that censer where he took two handfuls of incense. Okay, this is important. And he took coals of fire. Now, he took coals of fire from the bronze altar that was not in the Holy of Holies, but it was in the outer court. There was an outer court, an inner court, and then the Holy of Holies. I don't want to confuse you, but the bronze altar is where they sacrificed all of the bulls and goats and so forth before they would go into the, the, the tabernacle. But as he went in, God said, I want you to take two handfuls of incense... 
and put it into the sensor. And then let's go to that next picture. And I want you to create a cloud so that you may not die. (laughs) Something about this one in the cloud. Thank you, Jesus. So the question is, why incense? It's very interesting, right? And we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Psalm 141 and 2. David had this revelation and he knew. It says, let my prayer be counted as incense before you in the lifting of my hands on the evening sacrifice. Mm-mm-mm. Let my prayer be counted as incense before you and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Revelation in 5.8, it says, And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, which is Jesus, each holding a harp, the golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. So why incense? The high priests, two handfuls, fire and let it create a cloud if you see this picture here let's go to that next slide two handfuls of incense Matthew 18 and 20 says for where two or three are gathered together in my name there am I in the midst of them if incense is represented as prayer and the high priest Our high priest is represented as Jesus. And he says, I'm going to take this. I'm going to take their prayers and by my name, bring it before the Father. So that they may not die. That this cloud that's created, what is God saying? I come in the cloud. Look on me and do likewise. Create your own cloud of prayer. He says, I dwell in the cloud. You dwell in the cloud. Why is this so important? This cloud, this prayer, incense, so interesting. And God would come and be in this, this, right before this high priest. This is amazing. In a cloud. He said, I will appear to him in the cloud. And he told him, you create a cloud. I feel like it's like the law of attraction. He, he comes what, where he looks like. You know what I'm saying? And that's why it's, it's kind of like when the scripture says we shall see him and we will be like him. Hallelujah. He's taking our prayers. Step one, we're seeing that we need to create our own cloud in prayer. As we come before God, creating this cloud hallelujah thank you jesus step two the blood leviticus 17 11, and this is a really really cool scripture as to why the whole blood thing is talked about it says for the life of the body is in its blood i have given you the blood on the altar to purify you making you right with the lord why it is the blood given in exchange for a life that makes purification possible. That's Leviticus 17, 11. You see, it is the blood that makes this purification possible. Because as a human, right? And Jesus and, and him dying and him shedding his blood, 
as a human is important for humans. That's why it's still relevant today, the blood of Jesus, because we all still have blood. Our life for his life. Thank you, Jesus. So, so this is the step two that he was supposed to do. First, he was going to come in, take the, the double portion, the gathering, the agreement with the high priest, hallelujah, with Jesus, the agreement with prayer in his name. This is all symbolic and prophetic. You're seeing he put it in the censer, the golden censer. He created a cloud. But then God says, I want you to do something else. The blood is necessary. Leviticus 16 and 14, he says, And he shall take some of the blood of the bull and sprinkle it with his finger on the front of the mercy seat on the east side. Pull that, script, uh, that picture back up of the Ark of the Covenant, please. And he shall take some of the blood of the bull and sprinkle it, sprinkle it with his finger on the front of the mercy seat. So that's on the lid there, on the front. The east side is the front side, okay? On the front of the mercy seat, on the east side. And in the front of the mercy seat he shall sprinkle some of the blood with his finger seven times so on the floor there scholars say that he would sprinkle seven times and would purposely count so he didn't make a mistake before God one two three and so on so as he did this one time on the mercy seat okay seven times before the presence of the Lord so what do we have we have a cloud picture this if you need to, just close your eyes, see this, a cloud. Then you have the Ark of the Covenant. You have the golden censer with the cloud being made. God before you in the cloud, meshing with the cloud of prayer, of incense. So he's literally, God is literally in your prayers. Do you see this? Then he takes the, the blood and he sprinkles it on the Ark of the Covenant one time. Then seven times. And that's where he would stand in the blood before God. Woo! He would stand before God. Now, this is really important because now I want to go into this thought here. Of We talked about and we saw how Moses entered into the cloud. And we saw how Peter, John, and James went into the cloud. I want to talk about, we talked about the one in the cloud. So obviously we get the picture, this is Yahweh. But now I want to talk about entering into the cloud. Because if you think about it, as he created the cloud that represented the prayers and the incense, and God was there in the cloud, one of the things that Jesus redeemed after the veil was torn is for us to freely enter into the cloud. Woo! where Yahweh is as we saw that's what he's in <laughs> because of his glory so bright it's for our protection really <sighs> Romans 5 9 talking about the blood therefore since we are now justified acquitted made righteous and brought into right relationship with God by Christ's blood how much more or certain is it that we shall be saved by him from the indignation and wrath of God. Let's go to the next slide, please. Oh, we. Hebrews 10, 19. This is great. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter into heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus. By his death, through his flesh, Jesus opened a new 
and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts fully trusting him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean. And our bodies have been washed with pure water. My God. Matthew 5, 8 says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. You see, I repented and I told the Lord, forgive me for taking what you said is literal and making it figurative. Forgive me for what you said was literal and I made it figurative. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. When God is saying, I want you to enter into the cloud, he's not just talking metaphorically. God wants you to encounter him and he wants to encounter you. Thank you, Jesus. So as I'm seeking the Lord on this, I'm like, Lord, I want to, <laughs> I want to see the cloud. I want to go into the cloud, right? So God gave me a vision and Lord have mercy. I, I went into this heavenly place, literally, and, <laughs> and I see these, uh, it's all white and I can see that it's had gold um, detail. And I look and I'm seeing men in white linen standing next to some stairs that go up like this. And I'm looking and I'm like, whoa. And I'm seeing this, right? <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm walking and, and as I'm walking, just looking around, I look up the stairs and there is this cloud. And when I say I saw this cloud... <laughs> It was like lightning was flashing within the cloud, but it was the cloud. <laughs> and literally, I'm not joking with you. The first thing I said to myself is, it would hurt to go in there. And then I woke up. And I said, what are you doing? You should have went into the cloud. That's where God is. He's in the cloud. And so I look in Ezekiel and I'm seeing what I saw in scripture and, and the vision God showed me. And I was aware. I knew I was, I, I knew I was, I knew I was where my body was and I knew where I was. You understand what I'm saying? I was aware of what was happening. And I saw lightning within this cloud. I saw the, it was moving. It was violent. And so when I started to see in scripture, every time they saw this cloud, it was a fearful sight. It even said that Moses was feared to go. And it was this terror that happened. So that's why when I saw it, I said it would hurt to go in there. Ain't nobody trying to get struck with lightning in a cloud. Like it was just my mind, the natural mind. God wants us to encounter him. And what I realized is that I was in the courts of heaven. 
because it says that the courts of heaven that there were men or the host of heaven was standing because I thought to myself who would be standing next to the to God like that and in the scripture in Ezekiel or, or in Kings it talks about how there were men or the, the host of heaven standing on the right side and on his left side I was like oh snap I saw that What I'm hoping to do today is to ignite your mind to see the word and to encounter God, the one within the cloud. And one thing I've learned, when God gives you vision, by faith you can go back to that place. And, and roll it over in your mind. The scripture says, think on things that are above. So I think on those things. And by faith, I just walk up those stairs. And I just was like, I'm going in, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. So when I encounter God, because I've, 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 I've encountered God in the cloud i haven't seen him with my eyes you can you can in the spirit it's all it's in daniel it's in revelation i know people say that no man should see god and live but when you are in the spirit you can see the ancient of days as it talks about in daniel in the spirit realm and revelation he saw so we 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 have to know that in the spirit we can so as as i approach god it's like naturally you start to think about what you, you sin. <laughs> He's just holy. Naturally, you start to think about, whoa. Like Isaiah even said, he said that uh, his train filled the temple. Actually, the Lord is telling me to go there uh, to Isaiah 6. Um, hallelujah. Isaiah 6. And this is his vision. He says... Um, and I saw the Lord sitting high upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood seraphims. Each one had six wings. With two covered his face, and with two covered his feet, and with two he did fly. And one cried unto another, said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. And then I said, woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. When you literally stand before God and you see him, it's like, woe. I am a man of unclean lips. <sighs> I'm not talking about an idea. So what he had to remind me and what he's always comforted me with as I continue in this journey to see the Father <laughs> and live <laughs> in the Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. <sighs> Hebrews 12, 24 says, To Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better than the things of Abel, than that of Abel. 
Jesus the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Remember when I said he sprinkled it one time on the mercy seat, seven times before. One times represents Jesus Christ and is one time that he sacrificed his life. Seven represents rest. God sanctified and rested on the seventh day and blessed it. Blessing, holiness, and rest. So when you stand before God, what he's telling me is, I've blessed you, I've made you holy, rest. Jesus' blood, now the blood of Abel is the one that cried out, the scripture says, because Cain killed him in distress. But the scripture is very clear, hallelujah, about what the blood of Jesus says. It says you're redeemed, Ephesians 1.7, let's get that thing up there please, purified. Forgiveness of sin. You're justified and made righteous and reconciled. When you, on this journey, I'm hoping that after this, you say, God, I, li- I literally want to encounter you. I, I want to I see you. I want to know you. Not to have an experience, but I want to know you. The scripture says <laughs> that the children of Israel knew his acts. And Moses knew his ways. I want to know your ways. I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to see you. I want to experience you. Hallelujah. And remember when you stand before him. That his blood has redeemed you. Purified you. Forgiven you. Justified you. And reconciled you. You don't have to perform You don't have to fast 10 weeks unless he tells you to. (laughs) You don't have to do crazy stuff to stand before God because he says, I accept you as you are. Just come to me. What Jesus did was enough. What Jesus did was enough. How do we do it? We encounter him. We, We prepare that cloud through prayer. We just say, oh, Father, I thank you. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. I thank you for the covering I thank you for not just covering, but completely wiping away all sin of my life. I stand before you clean because you made me clean. Now, he keeps reminding me. I, didn't, I haven't shared this publicly except for one time. But um, I've met Jesus. <laughs> this is so crazy to people. But... Uh, I, I was I was seeking the Lord and 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 just so you guys know I'm just going to just give you guys scripture so you can see that this stuff isn't crazy. John 14 and 21. Um, it's very clear on this, and I'm going to give you even. Um, he says, "He that has my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loves me, and he that loves me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him." And will manifest myself to him. That word manifest in the Greek is to manifest, to exhibit, to view, to show oneself, come to view, appear, be manifest, manifest, to indicate, disclose, and declare, make known. So as I'm how I did it is I, I went I went uh, in my basement and I just started to pray and I just in my heart I just set up a chair in front of me and I was like, what if he just was sitting right there? Just my friend. 
friend of God, you know, just start talking to him. And honestly, I didn't have anything to say. And I just smiled and laughed, you know. And I'm going back to bed. And then I felt <laughs> this, right? And then I'm in this, I'm in, it seemed like old Jerusalem in, in some way or something like that. And I'm in this desert-esque place. And I see Jesus come this way. And I said, Jesus? That's exactly what I did. And I, these visions that God has given me, I, I get so, when I wake up sometimes, either, sometimes I've even had visions when I'm walking, but um, I, I, get, I wake up and I'm like, why don't I do something different? But I said, Jesus? He looked nothing like I thought he did. Like his, he was a, a little bit, he's darker than I was, and I'm looking at him and I'm like, Jesus? I just literally did that. And he, I said, you look Middle Eastern. And then he said, I couldn't get away from him, man. I'm Middle Eastern. I said, Jesus? And then, let me tell you something. This is going to sound crazy to you, but I thought in my heart, I said, <laughs> I said, you're not attractive. I thought that. I said, I said, you're not, a, in my mind, he wasn't like, it wasn't like he was ugly, but it wasn't like he was like, I am Jesus, right? And so I'm, I'm, I'm like, what is going on? Like, and then he's talking and every time he talked, you know how you feel uh, in your belly when, when God speaks. I'm not sure if anybody experienced that and you know the Holy Spirit speaks to you. Every time he talked, it was like the wave of his speaking was in my belly at the same time. It was a beautiful experience just shocking and uh i want to show you scripture on the things that god reminded me <laughs> about this about how he looked and and i was just like okay lord this is some interesting stuff and it's in uh i think it's in isaiah isaiah oh, is it 53 lord this is so interesting uh, yes Okay, <laughs> okay, it says this, uh, talking about Jesus, it says, Isaiah 53 and 2, it says, For he grew up before him like a young plant and a, like a root out of the dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. I like what the, let's see what the NLT says. It says, my servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, appearance, nothing to attract us to him. And I was like, that's what I thought in my head. It's like, you're not attractive because you know how you see Jesus, like the blue eyes and just, you know. Pastor Jamin looking like, you know what I mean? Just the blue eyes, just like, man, Jesus, this is easy. But it just made so much sense to me because if you're attractive, people are naturally attracted to you. It's not a spiritual connection. I hope that today that you dwell in this place of discovery with God, that you don't get so complacent with religion 
But you say, God, I just want to know you more. I want to get to know you. I want to see you. I want to experience you. I want to know your thoughts and know your ways. I want to, I want to know you deeper. I want to, what are you thinking right now? What's your favorite color? What are you doing right now? Because Jesus said he only did what he saw his father do. So if I'm not doing what Jesus did, what am I really doing? So we get so complacent. And just come to church and put it on the checklist while God is standing before you like, what about me? Will you draw into the cloud? What about me? Last couple scriptures I want to say and then we'll pray. Psalm 1811. He made darkness his secret place. His pavilion round about him were dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. Psalm 91 and 1 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Psalm 18 11, it says, He made darkness his secret place. Psalm 91 and 1 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place in the cloud. In the cloud. Because God is light, and that's why that darkness is around him, if we were to just get raw God, whoa, you know, it's hard. Some people may call this heresy, but it's just in the scriptures, and I just chose to believe it. (sighs) I hope, like I said, this takes you from churchianity to encountering your father takes you from just church and I'm speaking about culture not the church in the word church in the word is the ecclesia the powerful 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 kingdom and movement I'm talking about what we've made it to be and just say God my father my friend I want to encounter you Scripture says it, that we would see visions in the last days and acts. So what I'm sharing with you is Scripture-based, amen? But I only share it with you not to say, oh, Josh is oh holy and, you know, pastor this. No, that's, that's never been, I hope you're not getting that. The whole point is he's knocking at your door. All this is for everyone. It literally is. Can we please stand to our feet? We have people here who have had dreams and visions and thought they were crazy because of things that they were seeing. Today I am saying all is well. Let the word be your guide. Ask questions to the pastors that you have because God may be showing you something in the last days that can really bless somebody. God can really show you something because he said, like Jesus said, I do only what I see my father do. We can make that linear and just think about the good deeds that we do before men. Or it could be initiated from heaven. For our father who is in heaven. The scripture says that we have come. We have come to this holy place, Zion. 
the city of God. And Isaiah talks about the law would come from Zion, the city of God. In other words, heaven's law and declaration would come and be declared on the earth. But it takes the sons and daughters of God to hear and see what God is doing, to do and say what he's saying and doing. Thank you for listening to this week's message on the Impact Church Aurora podcast. Please feel free to subscribe, rate, and review. For more information or to give, please visit us at www.impactchurcharora.com. Now, go out into the world and continue making an impact.